Suit up! Damn it, Marshall! New is always better. Challenge accepted. I'm not the blitz! You want a hit of this sandwich? Damn, maybe it'd be cool. Can we go camping? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the re-return. My name's Lear. And I'm Aaron. We are two How I Met Your Mother super fans, going through and discussing every episode one at a time, beating the crap out of them until we uh, either love them or hate them. Mostly no in hate. between. Yeah, mostly hate. <laughs> Oops. I think this week's going to be a little different, though. Last week wasn't too bad. We liked last week. We did. It and was exciting. And I think we're going to love this week. I am so excited about this episode. This is a good episode. This is so season one, episode ten, The Pineapple Incident. Woo! Such a good episode. So good. You know we're going to so hate great. it by the end, right? I hope not. We're going to talk ourselves out of it. Absolutely. but let's. No, we're not. We're going to love this. <laughs> yes, we are. This let's think positively. Great. Okay, so let's just get right into it. Let's do it. The, the re-return. So the last couple of episodes we've had, or I should say a couple of the last few episodes, we've had an interesting trend develop in the show with... Specialty drinks. Yes, unique cocktails that you would never ever want to drink yourself. Everyone's a mixologist. Indeed. And Including this Carl. Well, yeah, at least this week it actually is the bartender. Go figure. This is the so, episode where we love Carl. <laughs> He's yay. the hero of this episode. Carl really, like, Carl's great. We're going to get to that. But Carl is great. At Halloween, we had the Tootsie Roll. Last I'm... week, we had the Thanks Teeny. And we also had the uh, mention of the Quonsapolitan. Which we do not get a recipe for. No, we didn't. And I have a feeling that's probably okay. Yeah. Because the Thanks Teeny was bad enough. I drink it once. But anyway, this week... We start the episode off with a bang. Carl comes over to the crowd at their table at McLaren's and drops off a tray of shots. The Red the Dragon. Red Dragon. Ugh, Does this shots. look like blood to you? A little bit. I mean, they're yeah. bright red. Yeah, they the, are. The only other are... shot that I know that looks that red I'm is a red I'm assuming it's slut. some sort of... See, and I feel like the red-headed sluts that our bar made back when I was in college weren't, like, particularly red. All shots tasted the same to me. Were they all cinnamony? Probably. Yeah. I have a feeling that's what the red dragon is going to be, is a very, like, syrupy, it's like grenadine and some sort of cinnamon schnapps. Yeah. That That's pretty much what I'm imagining it being, but maybe it's like... Maybe it's a peppermint, maybe it's like rumple mint, so it's like a hundred proof schnapps or something. Yeah, it has to be pretty strong, because five of them knock Ted the fuck out. And quite right. frankly, I think even to this day, I could knock back five red-headed sluts and be totally fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could, too. Like, actually, so story time. Uh, within the last year, I have drank a fifth in a night and not died. I remember that, and I remember being pressed. I am still impressed. I am, too. 
Um, I can still drink, but the hangover the next day isn't worth it anymore. That's fair. Yeah. As we were discussing in the newsroom today, 21-year-olds get hangovers, but they're over them by noon, whereas 30-year-olds, it's like a good 18 to 24 hours. Yeah, you you drink Saturday, you show up to work Monday hungover. Yes. Um... One of the one of our older editors was talking about, um, you know, I can still drink like I was twenty one, but I feel it till Wednesday, and I was just like, "Son of a bitch." That's gonna be us one day. It it really is. But not yet. Not yet. So let's keep drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I I feel like I could still fare better than Ted on these red dragons, but I I gotta give it to you. We've seen Ted drink a lot. They've got to be pretty strong still. Yes, I do believe that these are some knockout shit. Yeah. And Ted drinks five of them. Yup. This is I the mean, premise of the episode. That sets Ted the gets stage wasted. for you. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> so before Ted gets wasted, there is a very smart piece of plotting that I really like. And it's Robin... And the billionaire slash hundred millionaire. Quit rounding up. You're rounding up. Um, (laughs) I feel like this very smartly raises the stakes for Ted hating this guy. Like, Ted seems... Ted would hate anyone Robin dated because obviously he's still hung up on her, even though he shouldn't be. Ted, lay the fuck off. But... Like, I feel like this this money thing is so much salt in the wound that it drives this plot. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's a lot of fucking money. That's like, and not even, it's, it's not even about the money. I mean, it is, but it is. you know what comes with that money is the status. Yeah. And that's the kicker. Like, Yeah. What we don't know in this episode is that Robin already has this kind of money. Right. But. <laughs> yeah, her family has 60 crap loads. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We don't know that. We think that Robin is just a struggling reporter in New York City. Right. And now she's dating a billionaire. Right. Sorry, and they do play that up. Yeah, they do play that up a little in the episode. Um, but I do like the way. I mean, regardless of Robin's status that we find out in season nine or whatever, I think it puts a nice pressure on Ted to like really just like stick it to her. Yep. Very smart. And not in the way he wants. Nope. Nope. Womp womp. But it, it it's. Ted turning off his brain when Robin is, when he can't have Robin to make some bad decisions while he's drunk. I actually like as much as we should probably hate Ted for that. I really like it. I mean, we are all drunk, Ted. Yes. Ted finally like Ted finally has an excuse. It's not a good excuse. But it's an excuse we've all used. Oh, yeah. And make no mistake, he harasses the shit out of her in this yeah. episode. But we have 
we have all been there. I can finally relate to a Ted tedding out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Robin has raised the stakes, and Ted's wasted off his ass on these awesome shots. Or awful. One assumes. And what do we have? What do we have when Ted is wasted off of his ass? Barney takes over. Oh no. (laughs) He's the little devil sitting on his shoulder. He shot little angel Marshall sitting on the other one. Because Marshall also doesn't really care right now. Not even a little bit. Marshall and Lily are encouraging Drunk Ted. Um, they love Drunk Ted. Everyone loves Drunk Ted. It's a great thing. It really is. So, Barney, we finally get to see Barney, like, really, really hitting on women. And he's doing it. And he fails. He immediately fails. So poorly. But we don't know that yet. We finally think that one of them worked. We do. He goes over, he says, Daddy's home, and he comes back with With his seven with his seven digit father's day card which is really creepy so he comes back he tells ted that it worked and why does he do that because now ted thinks it works right i mean yes barney is definitely fronting um but that's 100 mm-hmm. percent of barney's personality is fronting so And you could say he did it for a good cause. He did. He really is the best wingman ever. I do agree with this. Robin was good last week. Barney is better. Barney always gets his bro laid. He doesn't get himself laid. He gets his bro laid, though. Yep. Because he still hasn't gotten laid. He's not. And and we see this a little bit... He does not succeed in this episode. Nope. And we see this a little bit later in the episode... All he does, he walks up to the table, he says, Daddy's home. They shoot him down, he says, okay, fair enough. (laughs) Then he says, I just need to prove a point. And he writes down a number and takes it back to Ted. It's, it's, he turns on a dime, which is so Barney, and Neil Patrick Harris sells the shit out of this. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, just if you're keeping track at home, folks, we're at episode 10 and Barney has not fucked a lady. At least not in the context of the show. Exactly. I'm sure he has some on the side. Probably. Somewhere. It's been like four months. I'm sure Barney has screwed someone. It we just to. haven't seen it yet. Right. Because it hasn't been relevant to the story. It's exactly. been funnier for him to fail. It's better when he fails. But it we is. will get into that eventually, I'm sure. So we've got Drunk Ted, and we've got Master, like, Puppet Master Barney, mm-hmm. and Wingman Barney. One in the same. Indeed. And this is the first time we get Ted and his super brain. <laughs> Ted's such a douche. Of course he thinks he's smarter than everyone else. Like, that is so Ted. It is so Ted. Mm-hmm. Not only does he think he's smarter than everyone else, Ted thinks he does everything better when he's drunk. I mean, everyone thinks they do everything better when they're drunk. But Ted is a special case. 
Yep. Because uh, we have Ted singing. We have Ted singing with the jukebox, and that comes up again later-ish. Ish. Um, with the, the beatboxing. <laughs> when I drink bourbon, yeah. I get just, like, stupid good at drink beatboxing. Yeah, not really. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, so, yeah, we've got drunk thinks too much Ted, and everyone convince him, convinces him to stop thinking. How oh boy. did they do that? How did they do that? I mean, they got him drunk. Is that all it takes? It doesn't take much. Yeah. His ego knows no bounds. I mean... I guess it's true. This brain is a super brain? <laughs> I love that. The... This brain... And that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that graphic? Because it is, frankly, one of... My favorite things in the first season is that, like, stupid spiral. Oh, the spinning portal thing? The spinning portal of yeah. time travel. Of, of drunk time travel. Um, where you see the pineapple and the fire and, like, the spinning. And, yes, that's exactly what it's like to be drunk. <laughs> and is that... the So the music that's playing during that, is that the one he's singing? With the jukebox. Oh god, I don't know. I, I think it is. I think it's just like someone the, shittily the playing the guitar riff, yeah. It might be. Oh god, I have to play it again. So something okay, this is so stupid and I don't even really think it's worth mentioning that hard, but when I watched the episode, um I was wearing headphones and I noticed that they play a song throughout the entire first act until he says and that's all I remember. And then, like, the music drops out of the background. Did huh. you notice that at all? I may have at the time, but I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Um, because usually these scenes are played over silence, obviously. Um, right. Even though there would always be music in a bar. There's never not music in a bar. Anyway. Um, I just thought it was really effective sound design. Like, they start with, like, a you know, pretty generic song that you kind of expect to fade out, but I was listening with headphones and all I could hear was a song. Anyway. Continue. No, you know what? I'm... I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we, we've mentioned music choices, you know, soundtrack choices a few times. Yes. Um, they obviously, like... And we know that, um, is it both of them, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, that are in the... The Solids? Yes. The Solids, yeah. So we know that they're musicians. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if everything from the sound design standpoint is intentional from day one. Oh, no, certainly. That I mean, would not surprise me in the least. This is a... Sh- I mean, okay, so this is the episode that... I think really starts to play with structure and story structure and timeline in a way that becomes the signature of the show. Like you get a little bit of that in the pilot and like it kind of plays through, but like 
This is the episode, I honestly believe, where How I Met Your Mother becomes How I Met Your Mother. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. So it totally makes sense to me that this is where they start really pushing on things like sound design and how they play the soundtrack and when they're going to drop out sound. Um, I mean, it just worked like gangbusters for me. It was something I had never noticed before, but suddenly I had my headphones in and all I could hear was this fucking background music that just cut mm-hmm. at the perfect time. I was so impressed. Anyway. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. Put your headphones in, bro. I will. Or I'll just crank this around a lot. Yeah. Because usually when they're in the bar, it's completely silent, and you can just hear them talking. Yeah. I will anyway. listen to that later. Yeah. So, Ted and his super brain. Okay, so this is something I really identify with. Ted immediately gets super honest when he's drunk, which, I mean, seriously, if you ever want me to tell you a secret, give me two beers and I will tell you anything you want to know. Like, I'd sell out my mother for a nickel after two beers. I don't give a shit. I'm so glad we're friends. I do not keep secrets well when drunk. No, you don't. Also, I become a story topper. That's not good news. I'm so glad we're friends. Sorry, okay, so Ted gets super honest. And just immediately tells Carl that he, that Marshall thinks he's a vampire. <laughs> I love the delivery on that line. And I love Marshall's face. Because he just goes immediately, like, from laughing to just stone face staring down Ted. It's so true. Like, it this is cast so is so perfect. great. <laughs> That's exactly what you needed out of him right then. <laughs> if this episode would have happened any earlier in the season, I don't think they would have had the chemistry yet to pull it off. Because they really, with the writing, they really didn't start relying on the ensemble until last episode. Yeah. And this episode just, it falls so perfectly in place with just the way these actors are working together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, oh, drunk Ted. Oh, drunk Ted. I mean, like I said, we are all drunk Ted. But we're not all vomit-free since 93. No, we are not. No. So... I mean, even Ted's Ted, not, but he's yeah, lying. Right. But does he just not remember that? I... He tells the story, so he must remember, but I honestly would believe that this is something he's been telling himself for ten years, so... And he just doesn't want to admit it. He doesn't want to, either doesn't want to admit it, or it's just like something that pops out when you're drunk. Yeah, like, that, that could be. Vomit, three since, vomit free since 93 just rolls off the tongue. It really does. I, I certainly can't say that. Or 03. Or 2013. Yeah. I mean... Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't need to relive any of that. Indeed. Okay, so the other thing that stuck out like a sore thumb in this episode... <laughs> 
Ted is put to bed by Lillian Marshall. <laughs> he almost immediately gets out of bed and goes back to the bar because, you know, why the fuck not? First thing he says when he walks into the bar is, I'm back, I'm back baby, baby doll. doll. <laughs> we need to track when he says shit like this because this definitely becomes a plot point in The Wedding Bride. Ding, ding, ding. Number one. Um, this, is, this is the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Knowing the whole series and going back, sometimes it's disappointing and sometimes it's just a wealth of riches. This is a wealth of riches. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does he do it both times that he comes back to the bar? No, I think just the once. Okay. It's the first time he comes back. Okay. So, we've got... Okay, so we've got Ted back at the bar. Mm-hmm. And every time we turn around, what's what's Ted doing? Calling Robin. Why is he t- Why is he calling Robin? Um, because he's threatened by the hundred millionaire. And yeah. also, he's in love with Robin. Yeah, that's some. That's some shit. Poor Ted. I actually feel bad for drunk Ted right now. You do. If if sober Ted was doing this, I wouldn't feel bad for him. No. I, I only feel bad for him because it's drunk Ted. Mm-hmm. But I also feel worse for Robin because, you know, she has to deal with it. I mean, she's... Okay, so... I mean, we do get some of this at the end, certainly. Robin stands up for herself as well yep. she should. Yep. So you're Robin. You're on a date. A very nice date. Number one, very nice date. And this dude will not stop calling you. Why did she keep answering? Um, I think she stops eventually. Does she? Yes, because she indicates about the voicemails. Did she say those were some weird messages or did she say those were some weird calls? She says messages. Okay. So, we see her answer a few times, but she does eventually stop answering. I probably would have stopped answering earlier, and then I probably would have deleted all the messages, and then, like, ghosted the shit out of these people. Yep. Because this is creepy as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously, leave Robin alone. Which he does eventually. Eventually. Okay. So this is one of the things with the structure that I really love. Because he makes a phone call and we thinks he's calling Robin, but he's not. And this is a perfect example of like intersecting storylines mm-hmm. and you know which this show does really well. So well. I mean we'll we'll get to you know, the travel episode of intersecting storylines again in several years. Yes. But millions it, of years. We will get to three Subway days of Wars. snow. Oh, Subway Wars. Oh, fucking hell. <sighs> God, there are so many good examples, aren't there? Yes. But three days of snow, Subway Wars. Anyway. <laughs> yes. 
so there's so okay. much good stuff coming. But we'll we'll get to that in a second. So we've we've still got drunk Ted. Right. So in season one. Yes. Okay, Lily and Marshall put him to bed. Ted comes back to the bar. Barney is still like trying to get him to talk to women and stuff and telling him to stop calling Robin. Which, you know, to Barney's credit, he tells him to stop calling Robin. He does. This is the correct response to this shit. Except he lights him on fire to get him to stop calling Robin. You know, I've literally seen you light people on fire, so I feel like you shouldn't throw stones on this shit. I have... Oh, yeah. Never mind. (laughs) So, he lights Ted on fire. Uh, Ted falls off of a table. Uh... Done that. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't. I'll shut up. Uh, <laughs> and then Barney puts him to bed. Indeed. And Barney passes out in the uh, tub. The tub. Okay. So was it weird that when they walked into the bathroom that Barney already had his phone up? <laughs> like he was calling them? It weirded me out. No. All three they, times I, I watched this episode. Him. They called him, but he didn't answer. The phone was still ringing, and he had his phone to his ear like he had called them. It was super weird. Anyway. Uh, I'd never even noticed. Oh. It stuck out so hard for me. Anyway. Okay. Maybe our readers will chime in and let us know if they thought that was weird. Yeah, they probably won't, but that's cool. Yeah. Um... Although we've have, have have had some good engagement from a couple of listeners, so yes, that's nice. Yes, um, mostly about the finale, but that's everyone okay. wants to talk about the finale, and we will definitely get there in like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, continue tweeting at, at us. We are at the re-return on Twitter. Right. We will talk all day about the fucking finale. <laughs> So, um, Barney puts him in bed, Ted, Ted rallies back down to the bar, there are like three people left there, and he goes up to Carl, and this is when we, we know, like, one of the writers on this show just fucking loves penguins. So much. I, I need to see some penguins, like, right now. Like, right now. <laughs> Everyone loves the penguins on this show. There is definitely a penguin lover on the show. On yeah. the on the show's writing staff. I yeah. don't know who it is. Um, if anyone knows, please let us know so we can, like, stalk the shit out of them. But, yeah. Definitely. Penguins are a running motif. But we continue. <laughs> yes. But that would be pretty great. So, we've got Drunk Ted. He's back at the bar. And this that's right, because he wakes up, because uh, we get all of this information secondhand from each set of people we do. that put him to bed. Oh, the structure is so brilliant. Because at this point, now he's back at the bar, because he woke up, you know, they woke up Barney, and Barney told him that they had, you know, he had put him to bed, and Ted finds the phone number on his arm. So he right. calls the phone number... And it's Carl. 
because when Ted went back to the bar, he went up and he talked to Carl, and Carl cut him off. Because Carl really is the best bartender. Such a good bartender. They've got their, you know, they've got their table, and you just know, like, we know that, you know, Will Sasso, you know, when he shows up retroactively, you know, he's violently protecting their table, but you know that Carl is looking out for him. Oh, definitely. And Carl gives him free drinks. And he makes sure Ted's safe. You know, he writes his number on his arm, makes sure Ted gets home. So, like, he's willing to have someone call him and come pick up drunk Ted. Yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. And I'm, you know... Yeah, he lives right... You know, Ted lives right above his bar. But, you know, in another hour, Carl's not going to be at the bar. He is not. He'll have to come back to find Ted to take him I'm sure he, like, lives in Brooklyn or something. Like... It would be a long haul. Yeah. And he's probably not a vampire. He's not. So he's got that going for him, too. I mean, Marshall's a little crazy about the about the supernatural, as we've it's established. <laughs> so Garlic fries! <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Carl is the best bartender. He's Carl just so is fucking legit. Great. Yeah. We all need this guy in our lives. And while Ted is there at the bar, and Carl's taking care of him and getting him home, Ted makes one last phone call. One more phone call. And he calls Robin, and he wants her to come over and... Oh, I'm wait. drunk. You're no, drunk. It's not Robin. It's not. It's the fourth flashback of the night. He... They finally go, or they finally realize that Robin isn't the, um... Person the in the bed? stand in his room, yeah. It's Trudy. My Trudy. name's Trudy! So AKA Trudy fills him in. Winnie Cooper, a.k.a. <laughs> Danica McKellar? Yes. Yep. I like her. So much. I hadn't seen her in anything since the Wonder Years. And suddenly she was on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Which was so weird. So weird. But she'd been busy um, being a published academic. That's right, because she's she's super into math. She's She's a math genius. She has a PhD or something, I think. Yes, from like Stanford or something? Yeah. I'm sure we could look it up. Do not quote us on any of this. Yeah. But she is like published on papers she has an Erdos number like she she knows her shit and then she popped up and started acting again i mean why the fuck not yeah so ted's in the bathroom ted's in the ladies room the ladies room not barfing because he's Vomit 3 since 93. Lying bastard. Son of a bitch. And long story short, Ted takes Trudy up to the apartment. Womp womp. I said a bang, bang, bangity bang. I said a bang, bang, bangity bang. Bang, bang, bang. 
There we go. <laughs> One assumes. We have no confirmation. Well, she did say she left her underwear behind. Indeed. But they could have gotten that far and then passed out. Indeed. Which is actually fairly likely. Mm-hmm. So, we've got Trudy. Not to just, like, recap the episode super slowly, because that's what we've been doing mostly. Yep. But it's just, there's so much to take in because of how this episode is structured. It's so great. Because now we have Trudy's story filling in Ted's gaps, and Robin, we finally know that, you know, it's not Robin in his bed. Mm -mm. And we know that it's, it's, you know, it's Trudy and the pineapple. And the fucking pineapple. This has got to be, like, I cannot imagine a more embarrassing one-night stand. I, I couldn't imagine this being worse if Ted's mom walked in to ask if they wanted pancakes for breakfast. Really? Really? You don't think that the, like, the crowd gathering in the living room trying to figure out who she is and then her being asked to hide while presumably Ted's girlfriend comes over, you don't think that that's worse than, you know, like, Ted's mom walking in? I mean, well, I hate parents, so I feel like my answer is not all that legit. It's all pretty bad. But, like, you do have to feel for Trudy. Because, okay, so let's talk about Trudy's arc. She yes. broke up with her boyfriend. She's out with her girlfriend. Some mm -hmm. random dude shows up and says, Daddy's home. <laughs> and walks away with a number. Um, she watches Ted fall over and be an idiot and call this girl all night. Um, runs into him in the bathroom. They have a three-minute conversation. He calls her, and then they hook up. Yup. Yup. Yeah, okay. Most embarrassing night, one night stand ever. Like, ugh. Run, yeah. Trudy, run! Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean... Was Trudy drunk, too? I think yeah. not as drunk. But yes, Trudy had been drinking. Yeah. She was getting over a dude. And she did say, I could stand to do something stupid. Yes. I, I feel like this was a decision on her part. Oh, that certainly. Ted is the least harmful stupid that she could do. I agree. And, you know, figuring finding out that his apartment's above the bar. I mean, it makes it super easy. Yeah, it may have helped. So, yeah. Um, and Trudy comes back. She does. I'm so excited because I actually really liked the character of Trudy. She was so warm for like such a throwaway role. Especially considering she comes back for yet another sexual misadventure. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. And apparently Ted's gotta do a threesome. I mean... It has its moments, but, like, this show really does rarely slut-shame. It's true. Which is nice. Yeah. 
yeah, you've got a little bit. You've got the, you know, the the Walk of Shame episode mm-hmm. when they think Robin's coming back from a one night stand and she's coming back from doing her uh, "I pissed myself" commercial. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> but yeah, so Trudy Trudy was a really nice, well written, friendly character who Ted banged a couple times. Right. It's so um, weird. Yeah. Um, but I think obviously it's elevated by Dana Mc- McKellar, Danica McKellar. Yeah. Because we know her so well from another iconic television show. It's yeah. excellent stunt casting. Oh, I agree. And, and that's something else that How I Met Your Mother does really well. Is stunt casting. Yeah. Think about, um, you know, a couple of big pop stars that pop up later in the series. <clears throat> You've got um, Britney Spears in for a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. And that was just perfect. She was so perfect in that role. She really was? Um, I mean, I think in a way that no one ever ex- expected. Right. Because this is not like... This wasn't, you know, pre-breakdown Britney. Mm-mm. And this wasn't like Britney today... Mm-mm. You know, comeback, Brittany. This was like, no one is sure if she's gotten her shit together again. Like, mm-hmm. this was huge for her because this was like the first thing she'd really done in a while. Yep. And and it was it was unexpectedly, but welcome. You know, well done. Yes. And they they I I don't think there's been a single. Like, you know, stunt cast or, you know, guest actor that fell flat. Right. No, they do a really good job of matching the stunt cast to the part. Yeah. Like Question Katy Perry. You. Pardon? Like Katy Perry. Katy Perry was so fucking spot on. Oh, Holy honey. shit. Oh, honey. Anyway, um... <laughs> Do you think Wayne Brady was stunt casting? Or just like a really good casting decision? I think it was really good stunt casting. I think it was so well done, though, that that's why he became a recurring character. Fair enough. I don't think that he was meant to be anything more than, oh, hey, here's Barney's gay black brother. Now we can move on from that joke to something else. But it was just... It, I mean, it's Wayne Brady. It is. And he's so good. Yeah. You you can't... You can't not expect him to steal the show. In a good way. That is true and fair. So. Yeah. Okay. Casting. So can we talk about Robin a little bit? We can. Okay. What, what's there to say, though? Um... So, something that I love about this episode is Robin comes back and tells Ted to, like, knock it off. Yes. And it's, like, so spot on. And I feel like this is something we very rarely get, which is a woman setting a boundary on with a dude. And just being like, hey, dude, stop being a creepo. Yeah. Yeah, no, because we even, like, 
even Lily doesn't do that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they kind of poke fun at it with the, uh, you know, right now, you know, with the the hook. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even with Scooter, you know, Lily's like, we just, we can't be together right Right now." now. Like, everyone is sparing everyone's feelings. And and for a lot of them, it's just not getting through, and they're using that for comedic effect. And sometimes that does get a little cringy, a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Robin really does tell Ted, "Just like you gotta knock it off. This is not okay." I mean, in all honesty, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Creepo. I mean, he doesn't stop until the Robin balloon. And even then, it's, you know. Even then, we know it's just a stopgap. It is. Anyway. Which we will get to, because, holy shit, they spend a whole fucking season. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. We will get there. Because we'll there. as enjoyable as season nine was, they still spent an entire, you know, 23 episode span making us invest in Robin and Barney's relationship and then immediately broke them up. <laughs> that being said, we love the fucking finale. Yes. So much. The finale was great. It so really great. was. It was so great. <laughs> so, uh, back to Robin. Should have um, never had a season nine. Anyway. <laughs> so Robin. So Robin. Yeah. So she tells Ted to knock it off. We see her stand up for herself on this, which is good. And kind of like, just like stick at his head a little bit. <sighs> Do you think Robin believed him or not that there had been someone there? Oh God, I don't know. Um, you know, gun to my head, I think. Robin thought it was bullshit. I think Robin probably believed it. But, because it's it's not so unreasonable. That he would have hooked up with someone? Yeah. I mean, also, like, everyone else in the group met him, met met Trudy. Yeah, they're not all going to lie for Ted. Especially Barney. Barney will not lie. (laughs) No, I'm good. So, I think Robin believed him, but realized, like, that he was working so hard at first to cover it up and then to shove it in her face Mm -hmm. that when it backfired on him, she just dug in. Like, she just twisted the knife by saying hello to the pineapple. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. I mean, I do think long term, like, she obviously knew that he definitely hooked up with someone because like we know that she's buddies with lily and lily definitely would have been like hey we met this woman yeah (laughs) but i do think in the moment yeah she's twisting the knife yeah which either whether she believes it or not in that moment it doesn't matter because she just needs to twist the knife Right. And that's okay. She's earned that. She deserves that. Oh, she's definitely deserved that. Like, yeah. there's no shade on Robin on this. Like, yeah, she she's, she's is 
doing the right thing. to do that since uh, Purple Giraffe. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. Robin needs to, like, stick it to this dude. Yep. Just, like, a little bit. Yep. And not in the way he wants. Right. Not even a little bit. Nope. Not even at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. So. <laughs> sorry. We're talking about the pineapple incident. Do you really think I'm not wasted? I had a couple. Yeah. The pineapple. The fucking pineapple. Oh my god. Okay. So I hate the reveal in the DVD extras. I hate it so much. I refuse to acknowledge it. I think that's Just fair. Just like I refuse to acknowledge the alternate ending. Ugh! Like, anything that wasn't broadcast doesn't exist. I mean, it's not canon. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, and they even said that, like, for as much as people love this episode, like, the, the writers admit that they backed themselves into a corner with the pineapple. They do. And, and, and they, they Yeah, and they said they'd never do that again. So they learned. Like, yeah, because they didn't. We didn't have anything like this come up again. Not quite like this. No. I mean, there were certainly some red herrings, I think, but they never shut the door on something so finally in right. an episode that they couldn't bring it back later. Yeah. So they learned. Yep. Um. Yeah. The fucking captain? Like, come on, man. Don't even with me. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Anyway. Anyway. So, do we miss anything? Oh, God, I don't know. I, th- I think we got through everything. Lily so and Marshall too. really didn't have a story this No, episode. they did not in this episode. They had no story this episode. Nope. They were just basically there to set Ted off on his drinking adventure. Yep. Which is fine. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. This As was, well it should be. This was a Ted episode. It should be a Ted episode. Yeah. He's the wasty face. And it was, it was pretty great. I'm, I'm comfortable with how this episode went. Because, I, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, I, I love this episode. Yeah. Yay, we didn't hate it. Yay. Um, I mean, I think that this is, like I said, the episode where How I Met Your Mother becomes How I Met Your Mother. It finds its voice in a way that reverberates throughout the rest of the series. Like, I mean, in the first half of the season, especially, you feel like How I Met Your Mother wants to be a slightly more modern friends. Yeah. But, like, this is where they really start getting into the timeline fucks and, like, the innovative storytelling. Yeah. This was a big deal, and... This was the highest rated episode up until shit. What was it? This was the highest ep- rated episode for a long, long, long time. On IMDb? Uh like by everyone. Reviewers, ratings, 
uh, last forever. It, it was, yeah, this was the highest rated episode until last forever. Really? Yes. Last forever? Yes. Because we've named like two episodes in this episode where we were like, oh, those like totally did the same thing. But this, something about this episode clicked with people. It really does. It I mean, it could have I t- been that because it was still, you know, a freshman series at this point, mm-hmm. and it was such a huge episode that brought people in to the show, like, period. Because, yeah, we've got favorite episodes from later in the series, but we were already invested. We were going to stick around no matter what. Oh, Other totally. people were bailing by that point. Okay. We So... So I, I, I can see, like, if this would have been in season three, I don't think it would have been the highest rated episode in the series until, you know, until the end. But I think because of where it fell in the beginning and how much of the chemistry that mm-hmm. it created for this show going forward, I, I think that it was huge. Okay. So I went to IMDb and I'm looking at the user ratings. Okay. So... What do you think the number one episode is? Like, period? Yeah. Like, okay, so on IMDb, which is, like, is that just user reviews? Yes, this is the user ratings. Okay. Um, is this a game? Can you give me a hint? No. <laughs> okay, so it's not, it's not the finale. It's not. Because everyone hates the finale. Everyone hates uh, the finale. Except for us, who are right. So we are it's right. it's not... Um, okay. Is it the Time Travelers? No. Okay. Is it Subway Wars or Three Days of Snow? No. Okay. It's not the pilot. No. Then I... Unless it's the season one finale, I have no idea. It's How Your Mother Met Me oh. is the number oh. one user-rated episode. Oh. Um, so it goes, How Your okay. Mother Met Me, Slap Bet, which... Is pretty great. Is so great. Yeah. Um, the Playbook, The Final Ugh. Page Part 2, which I don't understand at all, Ugh. The Naked Man, Ugh. and then The Pineapple Incident. So this is number five on user ratings. Okay. Um, I understand many of them. I do not understand the final page. Part two. Yeah, I I don't either. But we'll get to that, I'm sure. Right. Um, interesting ones. So from there it goes to Girls v. Suits, which was the 100th episode. Then Game Night, which is when we find Victoria. out about <clears throat> the re-return. Yes. Um, after that Blitzgiving... And then, spoiler alert, which is your favorite episode, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes. Yes. And then, Swarly, and then, How I Met Everyone Else, which I love. I love How I Met Your... How I Love Every... How I Met Everyone Else. That is a pretty great episode. Um, followed by Slapsgiving and The End of the Isle. I'm not gonna lie. I can see why user ratings would put How Your Mother Met Me as the first. Oh my god, Totally. And I can see why those same people would hate the finale. I I understand yes. 
the the dislike of the finale from the standpoint of we loved Tracy so much and then the rug was pulled out from under us. I How understand could that. you not? Yeah. Seriously? After oh my god. Yeah. How could you not love her right. so much? But it doesn't have to be a storybook happy ending meeting, you know, rigid expectations for me to to like it and appreciate it. And and the finale turned a lot of those expectations on their head. Oh my god. And okay. that's what I liked. I loved it so much. I need to talk about this. Mary yes. the Paralegal is number 19, which is probably my bottom fucking episode. And is under it is Ted Mosby Architect. I okay. hate this. Okay, we're done. <laughs> so do you hate Mary the Paralegal because it is one of the few episodes that engages in slut shaming? Yes. It's so bad, though. It's not a good episode. It's not but, good. But isn't that when we get uh, um, Yosemite Sandy? Like, isn't that when we meet Sandy Rivers? I don't think... Do we meet Sandy in that episode? Or do yeah. we just get Yosemite Sandy? No, Robin... He's Robin's date. <sighs> Come on! Number 17. There's... There's... <laughs> There's a lot of really good in that episode. Is I still there, don't understand how it's that high up. Because, like, the Mary storyline was... It's so bad. It was. It's so bad. Yes. It's so bad. But we got so much out of that episode. But Ted Mosby Architect is right under it. Like, that is such a great episode with, like, the greatest musical cue ever. Come on, man. <laughs> All of the, all of the fans are wrong except for us. Even our listeners. Even our listeners, we're right. Why are we? Also, it's like being so mean to our listeners. It's like ten above Symphony of Illumination, which is my favorite episode. Although I am the only person in the universe who likes that. God damn it! I mean, I don't hate that episode, but eh. It it struck deep with me, but I do (laughs) understand. I understand why I am the only person in the universe who likes it. Um, but it's pretty high up, all things considered. Man, Three Days of Snow is in, like, the 30s. That hurts. People don't appreciate good writing. They do not. Okay. What's the bottom episode? (laughs) On IMDb? Yes. Is it the finale? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, no. Um, and I feel like people don't hate the same episodes we do, at least not in the same ways. They do not. So it's not Purple Giraffe. It's not. That's probably somewhere in the middle. It's... It's. I'm guessing it's something out of season eight. It's out of season nine. It's Slap's oh. Giving, Slap oh. Appointment, and Slap Mara. Oh, that was... That was a bad episode. Yeah, that was not great. Um, I, I laughed, but yeah, it, it was not great. It although, wasn't... okay, so this is really disappointing to me. The second to let lowest rated one is Bedtime Stories from season nine, which, okay, I get it. It was a filler episode, but it had Lynn Manuel 
what's his face? Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. From Hamilton fucking rapping for you. Uh, he wasn't you sh- in Hamilton yet. Not yet. Do you know what like, I knew him he from? He already wrote In the Heights. Like, you- shut your whore mouth and fucking love this shit. Ugh. You know what I knew him from at this point? House. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah. He was the rapping mental patient. Oh. But yeah. Um, so Last Forever Part 1 and 2 are in the bottom five. God damn But, it. number one, we will be historically vindicated. And number two, Bedtime Stories is not worse than Mary the Paralegal. No, agreed. Agreed. How did we get here? Um, we were talking about how great the pineapple incident is, and then we had to talk about what the worst thing is. Um. Let's reel ourselves back in. IMDB, I am coming for you, motherfuckers. That's true. Can we vote for things? Can we artificially upvote things? We're gonna game the system. Hey everyone, don't report us to IMDB if, uh, the ratings of these episodes change suddenly. Yeah, work. Or do. Come at me, bro. Okay. Um, Vulture, I think, did a rating of all the How I Met Your Mother episodes. I think I sent it to you, like, three months ago when we, like, screamed and cried about it. and they were completely wrong, too. They were so wrong! Okay, we should probably do a special episode about how we would rank the episodes of How I Met Your Mother, and then scream about everyone else's rantings. Special episode. Special episode! We'll do that soon. I think we should do that soon. We should do that soon. Maybe when we finish season one? That's not gonna be soon. It's not gonna be soon. <laughs> Never mind. We'll think Maybe about it. break. Yes. Alright. Wow. Okay. Anyway. Let's bring it back in. Um, Reeling it in. So. We like the pineapple incident. We love it so much. <laughs> Um, okay, let's wrap this up, because we're getting off on some major tangents. So many tangents. How do you feel about Ted this week? Oh, okay. So, I feel for Ted, because I feel like we were all drunk, Ted. Like, I have been this drunk idiot, so I'm going to give him an eight. Okay. I I was right up there. He is getting some demerits for harassing the shit out of Robin. Yeah. Um, and they probably should demerit him more. But, like, this is a show, this is an episode entirely about him, and I don't want to punch him in his face. So, yeah. I'm into it. Or give Can him you an imagine eight. if he just didn't call Robin this episode? He would be, like, a 100 on a, yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. Like, he is so great in this episode. We have all been drunk, Ted. Yep. We've all had a crowd cheering us on. I mean, one hopes. Yeah. So I'm right with you with an eight. An eight. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I think we got that wrapped up. We're getting heated. We're getting angry. So angry. We're getting drunk. Just a little bit. That's not helping. So, we're going to wrap this up this week, guys. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you listening. We hope so you actually much. made it through this one. Yeah. Um, um, so do us a solid. Yeah. And if you're on iTunes or Google Play, um, 
Give us a review and a rating. That's apparently really important. Or so the internet says. That's good to know. Yeah. Give us a nice rating. It's how people find us. And you can find all of those um, feeds through our website. Woo! You can check us out at thereReturn.com. Yes, you can. And you can hit us up on Twitter at at thereReturn. Yeah, you can. And uh, break glass in case of emergency. You can email us thereReturn at thereReturn.com. We love getting your emails. We do. We always check our email. We so are attached much. to our various smart devices. Mm-hmm. So you, we will always hear from you. Uh, so yeah, check us out there. Listen, review, tell us what you think. And this week's question, this week's all-encompassing question, how old were you when you stopped doing shots? God, I did one like two weeks ago. Yeah, me too. So not yet, motherfuckers. How, okay, how about, how old were you when you stopped responding to, let's do shots? Because <laughs> that, that's that been a little longer. Yeah. I think I'm past that point. A little bit. So, yeah, let us let us know. And if you're still in that phase, um, let what's us know. Your, what's your favorite shot? Yeah. Would Give us some recipes, man. Or a thanks, Teeny. Yeah, tell us what you think a red dragon is. And tell us about your custom cocktails. Yeah. Because those are fun. So much fun. We will drink them all at some point. Yeah, we will. God. All right. I think that wraps it up for today. Thanks, everyone, for for coming out. Coming out. Coming out. And listening. Thanks, Mm -hmm. for everyone, for listening. Uh, I'm Lear. And I'm Erin. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.